I did it. That's $200 for me. May I play? everyone to missing the point but especially welcome back roger to missing the point we missed you last week hopefully you missed us i missed you guys too i heard the podcast it was wonderful i like how you made the analogy that i was like Bo and luke duke uh missing in an episode you came back like like Bo and duke came back did they come back they did oh yeah and speaking of coming back we need to welcome back a guest from the mixtape episode who was so good we had to have her back class of 86 girls point north holly smith welcome back to missing the point thanks for having me back for this week (laughs) it shall be all fun and games jim because we are going to go back in time right and talk about the games we used to play growing up as kids while we were missing the point uh, but real quick, before we do, let me remind everyone to, uh, we have to thank our sponsors, the Gross Point Alumni and Friends Association, who is a nonprofit association unaffiliated with the Gross Point Public Schools, but dedicated to their uh, support. And a quick reminder, depending on when you're listening to this, on April 13th, uh, from 6 to 8 p.m., they are hosting a spring happy hour event at Atwater Brewery in Gross Point Park. So if you'd like to learn more about Gross Point Alumni and Friends, go to gpalumniandfriends.org or visit us at the spring happy hour. Let's go back in time if you guys and gals will indulge us and talk about the games of our youth. I remember like our parents had games that they would play when we were little and i remember looking over like i would walk through the room on a, a saturday night and my parents were playing bridge at the card table and i thought to myself geez how boring is that look speaking of card games let's go back to a simpler time when there was only two colors on a card and they were squares and they were either matching red squares or one was a red square and one was a yellow square do you guys remember candy land candy land <laughs> <laughs> And remember the commercial, don't fall into molasses swamp. But be careful of the cherry pitfalls and don't get stuck in molasses swamp. (laughs) (laughs) Why? That sounds pretty cool. (laughs) That's my first recollection of a game. And it seemed quite complex at the time. But looking back, no, it was fairly simple. You don't have to know how to read or count to have loads of fun in Candyland. I remember what a big deal it was as a child to get the game piece that you wanted. I want to be the blue one. That lasted through Monopoly and the stakes got higher because if you weren't like something good, you ended up being a boot or a hat or something lame <laughs> like that. An iron. Right? Like, I'm an iron. This just name my favorites. I liked uh, being the shoe. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Wasn't there a little terrier? I think I always wanted to be the dog. Yeah, yeah. that was yeah. the most popular one, I think. And a car, a little Oh, yeah, the car, because that always conjured this image. I'm going to race through this game, right? I'm going to win. But if I'm a shoe or an iron, I'm going nowhere. No thimble lovers? (laughs) No, I wanted to be the top hat because that was from Gross Point. I always had the suspicion that the thimble was just like my mom lost a piece, so she threw that in from her ironing. (laughs) Yeah, play with this. Well, even before that, we had games that we played at birthday parties. Like, for Um, example... Musical chairs. Yes, that was stressful. Yeah. Uh, only the survival of the fittest, really. Because, you know, <laughs> he, he kind of looked and said, Am I... the donkey. <laughs> you were blind and spun around with the, the sharp object in your hand. <laughs> and then they released you. <laughs> yeah, that was a favorite of mine for whatever reason. 
And when did why don't they play that game anymore? Is it because cruelty to animals or something? Or (laughs) cruelty to children? But you know, back in our day, we we had to fashion like games and entertainment out of the very basic like household items, like a a a jug and some clothespins. Yes, that was another birthday game classic. Where, you'd stand you stand know. on a chair and you'd have to like aim it. And this is yet another game that I managed to excel at. For so I don't know how, but I was really good at like dropping the, uh, it never got me very far in life, but right. I was good at it. What about, I don't know if this was a game or just an activity, but I do remember at birthday parties, we had to line up and throw water balloons at each other and you had to catch the water yeah. balloon without it breaking. If it broke, you, you were out and it would kind of, wind its way down to the final two people. Do you remember that? Yeah, you that? kept backing up. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The truck made it hard to catch. You had to take one step back. Yeah, I hear Jim's thinking they're just throwing it at each other. Yeah. And not throwing it. <laughs> I also remember, speaking of balloons, doing a relay race with, with balloons where you would race to a chair, try to pop the balloon with your butt. <laughs> but yes. you couldn't advance until you popped the balloon with your butt. Now, that was something I did not excel at. Popping was, balloons? or. Not, with my butt in particular, I was four foot six, <laughs> 35 pounds. I'm like, come Why on. is it not popping? <laughs> Going back to the idea of board games that were related to like pop culture. Like, remember there was a Happy Days board game? Did you guys ever play this game? I do. You could amass cool points. And there was a Laverne and Shirley game. Was there a game for every sitcom? Almost every sitcom and every movie. I even had the Cannonball Run game. <laughs> <laughs> that yeah. would actually make sense. Because I could see you racing across the country, but like a Happy Days game. <laughs> I do remember like walking into a toy store and that was the very first thing that you saw were board games. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. That was prominently featured as soon as you walked in the door. Um, just a wall of, ball, of board games. One of the big breakout games from the late 70s and early 80s wasn't from a TV show or a movie. It was from a magazine. The Mad Magazine game. These people are doing some real goofy things because they're playing mad. It's a game that's crazy, goofy, and wacky. Wacky. And that was kind of like a weird version of Monopoly where you had to lose all of your money instead of earn (laughs) as much money as you can. (laughs) It would be fun if we tried to play uh, an original Family Feud board game from the 70s and try to answer the questions. Ooh. Based on, answer, on how you would answer in the 70s. So, for example, I know that um, one time I did it with a friend of mine. He had an old Family Feud board game. And literally every other answer was James Kahn, for some reason, <laughs> who was the popular celebrity at the time. All of the all of the game shows had home versions of the game, like... Family Feud? Yeah, Family, Family Feud. Feud had so many. It said 12th edition, 15th edition. Yeah, yes, exactly. exactly. Yeah. Did you guys ever play Concentration? I do remember that. Hosted yep. by Alex Trebek at the time. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. It was a giant board with a picture puzzle on it. And the board was covered in tiles. And you'd try to match the tiles to reveal the puzzle and try to guess the puzzle before your opponent does. Correct. Exactly. Right. Exactly. Yeah. And then you'd go, I think I can solve it. <laughs> Be kind. Rewind. Yes. yes! <laughs> <laughs> Holly, I remember you used to talk about. Mr. Mouth. Yes. Mr. Mouth had its own level of stress. That was the one where the big mouth moved around in a circle. Mr. Mouth, Mr. Mouth. It's Mr. Mouth, the new game from Tommy that can't keep his big mouth shut. Mr. Mouth, Mr. Mouth. 
Try to flip your chips into his mouth before he closes it. Mr. Mouth, Mr. Mouth. First one out of chips is the winner. Mr. Mouth, Mr. Mouth. That one was one I remember being a favorite. I think I got my basic training for that on a game called um, Ants in the Pants. How do you play, Tom? There's these plastic, like, I think they were overalls, right? So they were looked like blue jeans <laughs> yeah. with two straps <laughs> over them. And then you had these little plastic ants, and you would have to flick them down, and they would pop up in the air, and the, the goal was to get them into the pants. Ants in the pants. <laughs> yes. But if you got really good at that, then obviously you, gra- you graduated to Mr. Mouth. Was there one with two guys punching? Was that... Rock'em, sock'em robots. They're slugging it out in the middle of the ring. A right to the jaw. But you can press it back on again. Press this lever. He throws a right. The other, a left. Knock his block off, and you're the winner. I want a rematch. Was there a purpose to that besides the rock'em, sock'em? That was the main purpose, yeah, to to knock the other robot out. I'm reminded also of another physical game, um, Ganip-Ganop. Yeah, that was hours of fun with my brothers. It's ping pong spelled backwards. Parker Brothers' new Ganip Ganop is very easy to play. You simply try to Ganip your three balls through the hoops into the other side. And the other guy tries to Ganop his three balls into your side. But while you're Ganipping, he's Ganopping. You're trying to out-Ganip him while he's trying to out-Ganop you. So Ganip down to your store and grab the new game from Parker Brothers before they're all Ganoped. Ganip Ganop. (laughs) one of my favorite adversarial games to play was connect four pretty sneaky sis (laughs) where i can't see here diagonally (laughs) i always hated that commercial because my brother would beat me every time like i never got to sneak on him because he always won every time we played connect four that's false advertising <laughs> yes exactly although i was i was telling jim i always beat him in sorry do you remember sorry oh yes sorry. i remember yeah. the, the pieces were pretty cool yeah things would be looking good then you get an 11 and you get to swap your piece with somebody else or our so. friends in windsor call that sorry <laughs> <laughs> What's in the game of boot? Well, <laughs> uh, there's no dollars exchanged. I can tell you that. <laughs> I'm the sole survivor. Do you oh, remember that? Yeah. I remember the I remember the jig or the slogan, but I don't remember the game. How it it's had um, these layers of plastic with like plastic levers with holes in it, and then you would lay marbles. You you and your opponent would put marbles on top, and then you would take turns pulling the lever. Oh and, yeah. Yes, it might go to the next level. It might drop to its death. Last one with the marble on the board wins. Your turn. Move a lever. I'm going to block that strategy. I'm out. Me too. Uh-oh. I win. I'm a sole survivor. Stay alive. The survival game from Milton Bradley. And that was <laughs> a bunch of kids on an island before the TV show Survivor. <laughs> before the band Survivor. And then when you got a little older, you had life. I was infatuated with the wheel. There was yeah. nothing better than spinning that wheel. I don't know who made it, but that, that was an engineering marvel. It you was. could just sit and spin that. <laughs> we would multi-purpose that wheel and do a home version of, uh, like a homemade version of Wheel of Fortune. Really? Wow. That's a life That's hack. clever. Yeah. Now, so. did, did you choose to buy the life board game or is it 
the game that your parents bought for the whole I family. think I wanted it because if you remember, there was a commercial in the 70s that played after school all the time and they made it seem fun. You owe me $95,000 and I want it now. But what about me and my four children? I'm going to have to sell the cattle ranch. How much? $200,000. Oh, I've got to pay my father-in-law $10,000. Oh, why not buy insurance? Decisions, decisions. Oh, pay me. There's a game called Life that's really worth living. You and your family have got to play it. The Game of Life from Milton Bradley. And it was funny in the commercials, it always had the mom, the dad, the sister, and the brother playing together. But I look back and I don't ever remember all four of us playing a game together at one time. <laughs> Not even Twister. What about Family Feud? <laughs> I mean, come on. You almost have to play with your family. What was the game where you had this little plastic bubble in the middle of the board game and you would chunk it down and the dice would roll around in trouble. there? Trouble. That was trouble, trouble right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. With the Pop-O-Matic bubble. You can pop a lot of trouble on the Pop-O-Matic bubble. Trouble, trouble. I'll give you trouble. Pop your piece around the track. If you get hit, you get it back. Trouble, trouble. That was satisfying. <laughs> risk. Did you ever play that game? Risk, I did play Risk. Risk, risk was a lot of fun. Stratego. Those are games that you start but never finish. Yeah, and I remember my brother playing Stratego with my grandfather, and he kept getting bombed. And he's like, <laughs> what is going on? And then he was moving the bombs, which was just not allowed. Yeah. So <laughs> Grandpa Craig didn't understand the bombs stay where they are. So he won that game pretty quickly. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking of which, you know what was an easy game to cheat at? If you wanted to, if you were so inclined. Battleship. Battleship, yes. F-14? No. Wait a minute. I just got F-13 and F-15. Oh, yeah. No, it's just, it's all I know. You sank my battleship. And then didn't they have electronic battleship? Yes. Yep. You couldn't cheat on that. Yep. No. Once you placed it, you were kind of you're, stuck, You're right? in, yeah. You're in. You're committed. Oh, Not committed. Okay. <laughs> But that That's does great. mark the segue between games in the physical realm and the electronic realm, which we kids with their iPads today and their iPods don't realize that we were of the generation that kind of saw that transition because we started out playing Candyland with two colors on a card. And by the time we're 12 or 13, we've got these handheld. Roger, I'm sure you played this, these games, the electronic football. And um, I got to ask everyone. Were you a Mattel person or a Coleco vision? <laughs> no, Coleco. <laughs> oh, I had the, I had I had the Mattel version. I also had Radio Shack's Tandy version of football. <laughs> God, Ooh. that must have sucked. <laughs> it was not good, Tom. <laughs> Only one red dot. Exactly. Precisely. I did it the correct way. I had the Coleco football and the Mattel baseball. We challenge hotshot Garland Dwyer with a Mattel Electronics baseball game. You are off! Inside, a tiny thinking computer plays like a team of pros. The computer fires a fastball. Now a curve. It's a triple. Garland's trying to stretch it home. You're out! Electronic baseball. One of nine sports games from the number one name, Mattel Electronics. I get frustrated at my own kids when they have everything in their hand in their iPhone. They can play a baseball game with the real players on their phone while they're listening to their music. 
And they look and they go, I'm bored. I'm like, no, no, no. <laughs> Here, let me hand you my Mattel baseball right. game. That's just dots that blink. And it's uh, <laughs> not fair. Good. Did you ever have like a driving game, but it sat on like a desk and it was just a wheel? And then <laughs> the that. car would just move back and forth. Oh my God, what kind was of that called? Like it was a toy by Tommy and it was called Digital Derby. It's a beautiful day for Digital Derby, ladies and gentlemen. Tommy Hill starts out cautiously. He jams his car to second gear. Now third, he's really moving. The traffic is tight, but Tommy Hill's in the lead. Look out, Tommy! Too bad, Tommy Hill's out of the race. Tommy, you had a rough time out there. What happens now? Will you retire? Retire? I'm only eight years old. Oh, yeah. Battery's not included. I think the best handheld game of all time, though, was Merlin. Did you have yes, Merlin? that was my absolute favorite. How did the jingle go again? Merlin's a game that you can play. You can play it six different ways. Some like to play at tic-tac-toe. Others can test their skill at echo. It was literally the most expensive <laughs> tic-tac-toe game you'll ever buy. <laughs> well, that looks like uh, like the original cell phones, you know, the original car phone. It looked a big red, yeah. yeah. It was, it was the brick. first car phone. <laughs> Yeah, there were multiple games, right? was one of them. And, yes. and it did have a memory. It had a Simon-like game. That's what was so fun. It would play a tune and you had to match it. Yeah. And I think there was a game where you could make a little song and it would play your song back after your <laughs> Yes, <time. laughs> it did. And they had a little song sheet. I know how to play Cockles and Muscles now because of Merlin. <laughs> <laughs> I'd much rather make the song or write play Simon or whatever. Simon, speaking of speaking of handheld electronics, although it was pretty big, it was as big as the frisbee. I think there was Simon, <laughs> right? You- it was actually hands held because you had to use both hands to hold that. Thing. Round and round go the lights and the sound. Simon picks up speed as he goes. Simon goes faster by leaps and by bounds. Simon wins by a nose. Push green, push red, push yellow, push blue. Push till you're blue in the face. Well, it started uh, off so nice, and then suddenly it took a turn. You know, it's <laughs> like you were doing so well, and then it would suddenly go like uh, light speed, and you were doomed. That's the thing I remember about Simon. That was the game. Like, no, you would never go more quickly into false confidence, into complete dejection quicker than that game. You start out, all, oh, I got this, and then what the? So I got to ask if anyone remembers this game, because I believe I was the only kid in the universe to own it. So you talk about adapting arcade games. One of the biggest arcade games at the time was Galaga. And then there was an offshoot Galaxian. So um, I somehow stumbled upon this home version. It was a tiny little, I don't know, one foot by one foot console of a game called Galaxy 2. Do you guys remember this thing? Galaxy 2. Am I indeed the only kid ever had galaxy 2 <laughs> i don't remember that at all tom this this doesn't ring a bell at all this is something that i would have remembered if i had seen it well look i'm not the, i didn't dream it did you get it for christmas i did yep i bet i was Doesn't asking it. for atari 2600 and they're like eh, take galaxy 2 <laughs> did they sell galaxy 2 at the same place they sold on tv <laughs> it probably came with an <laughs> annual subscription <laughs> buy on TV for three years, receive a Galaxy 2 system for free. <laughs> your kids will be amazed because no other children in the neighborhood will have it. Do your kids like Galaxy Galaxian and Galaga? Well, they're going to sort of like Galaxy 2. <laughs> they only made seven of them. Order now. 
Wow. No, I haven't seen that one, Tom. That's a new one. Okay. Well, but if you have Galaxy 2, hit like and subscribe. <laughs> Leave a comment in the comment section. Right, Tom? Is this, this how we is do true. it? Yes. And donate to uh, GP alumni and friends. Tom. And then did you have any games that were like one player on the go games? There was one called Waterfall Ring Toss. And it had a button. And you it's full oh, of water. Yes. And it has rings. And you press <laughs> the button and it make the rings float up to the top. And then they fall down and you try to maneuver the rings onto these pegs yeah you push the buttons so that the air would uh go into the water and propel the rings upward right yeah and then remember in the 80s when you thought board games were going away forever because electronic games had really taken over then came <gasps> trivial pursuit trivial pursuit yes. Yes. Ah, and then you'd have all those cards and it was all about making a multicolored pizza as you went around <laughs> the board <laughs> Pink and brown. That's what we want. Pink and brown. <laughs> why Why pink and brown, Holly? Entertainment and uh, I think literature. So Arts and literature. Right. Yeah. Yeah. But you, you'd have to start every game by trying to de-wedge those things uh, that were stuck the <laughs> yes. wrong way into the pie. <laughs> Gosh. All right. Who wants to be yellow? We can't use pink and blue and green. <laughs> and what was it? Blue was geography. That was pretty. That was pretty rough. That was I what thought. you always used when the other team got into the center. And you're like, yes. geography. Ah, son of a <laughs> That's why the game was glass forever. How many of those games did you actually finish once you started them? Never oh, finished. Never hours. finished. It would go for hours. Never finished. What about taking the games outside? There'd be a point where your mom wouldn't come down the stairs and say, may I play? She would say... <laughs> It's about time you guys go outside. Go outside and get some fresh air. And depending on the block that you were on, there would be a whole world of new games to play with kids on the block. Outdoor games that oftentimes had made up rules. Absolutely, yeah. The great thing about where I lived at Gross Point, it was a convergence of courts. So it was much okay. safer to play in the street. Yeah, so there were several courts, you know, the Ford Court and Fair Court and all these together. So we used to play... Uh, wiffle ball but we would have two bases because it was there were two sewers and then we'd have to hit a distinct memory of the hitting the no parking in the circle sign that's when you made it to home base you had to smack that thing <laughs> and uh between all the different courts everyone would just jump fences and meet usually on our court to play that game i remember that being a lot of kind of like the pickup games you said, Roger, you know, the sports games, that one was a fun one. But when I think back on that, that's such sort of a nostalgic image, you know, kids using the sewers as bases and yeah, using exactly. the street light sign as home, you know, as home base. So that there's some good memories there. And then there was something that we would always say is our safe spot, that if somebody was chasing you, if you could make it to this tree or this sign, we always called it ghoul. Do you remember that? <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, for sure. Well, why was it called ghoul? I don't know, but it was the prehistoric version of the safe space, as you say. Do you remember it being called ghoul? Oh, it was called ghoul. Yeah, for sure. I don't remember it being called anything else. Oh, and you would you would taunt <laughs> your fellow uh, participants when you touch it. Ghoul. Mm, <laughs> <get> you. <laughs> the other tree was ghoul. That's not ghoul. <laughs> yeah. And there'd always be one kid that wasn't a fast runner that would just stand by ghoul the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. ghoul reminds me of the like the variations on the theme of tag because wasn't there um wasn't there a game like called Frozen Tag or something? Yeah, Freezer Tag. Freezer. Yeah. So if you got tagged, you had to be frozen in place, and then you couldn't get to ghoul. 
You were totally screwed. <laughs> How did you get unfrozen? I'm I'm trying to remember. I think one of your uh, people who wasn't it could touch you, and then you were unfrozen. Yeah. <laughs> It's so ridiculous. And then and wasn't that, there, Roger, something called TV tag? There was, yeah, TV tag. So uh, if you're being chased by someone who's it, uh, all you had to do was it. name a TV show. And that was, <laughs> you were safe for a brief moment. Ooh, that was like a mobile ghoul. Mobile, yeah, precisely. <laughs> Happy days! Mark and Mindy! Three's a Three's a crowd! What? No, uh, I'm sorry, Three's think- company. <laughs> <laughs> We played a game that I think was more commonly known. We called it Bloody Murder. Ah, <laughs> sounds fun. And I think it's like other name was Ghost in the Graveyard, which is much oh, more yeah. pleasant. Mm-hmm. But that was essentially a tag game too. But I think it was like you let everybody hide and then you suddenly, everybody was unleashed and just ran wildly and you had to tag people. And you, I think you must have screamed bloody murder when you when the game started. To uh, attention, but, so everyone was it? Yeah, I think it was like, uh, well, I'm, I was thinking this too. I'm going to add another thing. Remember you used to say like, apple peaches, pumpkin pie, who's not ready? Holler, I. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> So we probably did that, and that was like bloody murder, and then right. It became like an episode of The Last of Us. Then, <laughs> yeah, good question though, Roger. What exactly was the point? <laughs> there was one person that screamed bloody murder and tried to tag as many people as they could. I guess that's as in depth as it got. <laughs> we used to play ditch where we'd have teams, and we did call it home. Like somebody's porch would be home, so. Each team would try and tag the other team before they reached home. That one uh, was pretty elaborate for a while. Different factions of kids would play against each other, boys, girls, older kids, younger kids, that kind of thing. There were variations of that game, too, like kick the can or capture the flag. Weren't those all kind of the same thing? Yeah, you're right. Capture the or kick the can, I think, was a lot like that. Well, during the summertime, if you didn't have enough friends around the neighborhood to play a full baseball game, we used to play running bases where two people would basically just play catch with one another and all the other participants were base runners. So as you're playing catch, you had to try to run from one side to the other. Yeah. Pickle. Getting or pickle. Yeah. Yeah. Pickle. Yeah. yeah. When you played baseball, did you ever have ghost runners when you didn't have enough players? No, I got the second. So that means the ghost runner was already on third. No way. You could prevent the guy from scoring at home if you threw the ball past home plate fast enough. (laughs) Oh, that's so funny. Ghost runners. Ghost runner on third, ghost runner on second, and I'm up. Bloody murder, ghosts. Nowadays, they put us all in therapy right away. (laughs) There's a bunch of kids out there talking about murder and ghosts. Did you guys have lawn darts? Jarts? I used to play jarts while wearing jorts. <laughs> of course, our jean shorts. We had jarts. Oh, what could go wrong? Look, my scars just healed. <laughs> <laughs> now, that's a whole different realm of games. Picnic games. Human wheelbarrow. My God, you're so Stop heavy. Hurry. You're so heavy. <laughs> Stop pushing me. Stop. <laughs> you know, the guy behind you was pushing so fast. Your arms are trying to keep up. Like, Son of a gun, come on. Right. Well, I can't wait to go play Gross Pointopoly. Is there such a thing? Yes. No, are the railroads all the yacht clubs? Gross Point Yacht Club, Blackboard, 
What are they? You don't remember Gross Point Napoli? Yeah. You can own University of Liggett School and Gross Point Academy and Our Lady Star of the Sea are one block. I wonder if the Star of the Sea will let me put a hotel on their property, though. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure. I'll ask. I'll ask the priest. <laughs> Excuse me. I bought this this church. It's mine. We're sticking a couple of houses. What's the jail or what's the go? Does it have any? Parcells Public Library. Uh, <laughs> it says <laughs> expired parking meter. Go to Gross Point Court. <laughs> Gross Point Court. <laughs> yeah. Well, like, what would be the you know the equivalent of like Mediterranean? What is that? The woods? Come on. Yeah. <laughs> They're always picking on the woods. True. Even one of, one of the one of the squares was even the little blue book. Remember the little blue book? Totally. Yeah. <laughs> I just got yeah. my little blue book. It still comes in the mail to this day. They still have that? Really? Still do. Yeah. yeah. Along with your yellow pages. <laughs> you know, I don't get yellow pages anymore. <laughs> Says here to order a pizza, I dial Klondike 5748. That would be Tuxedo 5. <laughs> it grows void. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, it's been very uh, all fun and games. That's a great pun, Tom. Yes. Final thoughts on uh, fun and games from our youths growing up at Gross Point? I'm going to be taking my waterfall ring toss over to the junior boot shop and shop for new tennis shoes so that I can run faster when we play TV tag. I got to get to the ghoul. I'm going to eBay to bid on a Galaxy 2 video console system. I'm going to call all the fellow dads in my neighborhood. We're going to play tag, TV tag. I figure the game will probably last about 30 seconds before we pass out. <laughs> well, just make sure ghoul is like a sofa. Or a beer cooler. <laughs> <laughs> Holly, what we what will you be doing now? Oh, maybe I'll call up my brother so I can whoop him in sorry again for old time's sake. <laughs> Perfect. Before we start the music, Holly, can you please count us down so that we can run and hide? Go. Apples, peaches, pumpkin pie. He's not ready. Holler, I. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, <laughs> one. <laughs> Bloody murder! I'm not ready! I'm not ready! (laughs) Hey, look, Holly, I have bubblegum in a dish. Bubblegum, bubblegum in a dish. How many pieces do you wish? Big bubbles, no troubles. (laughs) You have a bubblegum.